review. It didn't taste like grapefruit. Everybody's dead, we're burning up. I don't know, the door is locked though, and it's making me nervous. I can't <laughs> read, how can I write? Yeah, you're straight fucked, but... We can, we're still cutting off. Not a single second of <laughs> <laughs> well, at some point your hand gets tired when you're writing. Oh, sure just you fucking wait, Asa. <laughs> it was me. I killed your dreams. What do you want from me? Well, you're gonna, I'm gonna cut out the part where I beat Asa with the chair, too. You Probably. failed English! Why open relevant? Okay, we're free recording at the moment. Okay. Pew, uh, pew, pew, pew. Bummer alert. <laughs> I'm gonna say this. I thought that was a backup alarm for a second. Oh no, this is like first and foremost, this episode is a bummer alert. Yeah, from top I'm to bottom, front to back, life. there isn't a single second of this book that's going to be a fun time. There's nothing uplifting, and I'm going to try my best to summarize the maybe parts of this book that are difficult to swallow, but uh, if, if you're questioning it at all, don't listen to this. So I'm going to start with cannibalism at the top. Yeah, if you're not cool with cannibalism, animal rape, cruelty. amputation, animal cruelty, uh, what is it, casualized or casualized cruelty, any of that stuff, domestic abuse, torture, it's all a bad time. Yeah, just uh, just maybe. Yeah, if, if that's asked. not your thing, uh, <laughs> maybe just. Uh, Maybe I'll do like a story times of a stupid or something to go alongside this one so you have something else to listen to this a week. palate cleanser. Yeah, or just an alternative. This, this is, we fully understand if this is not your cup of tea. I almost didn't well, record this one. It's not our cup of teas. Yeah, I, I almost just, I tried to scrap the episode. <laughs> Oh, we ain't scrapping any episode. But Mallory has read the book and demands that it be spoken, so we do our jobs. <laughs> Here we are. All right, so should I take it away? or? By all means. Okay. I will just try to be here to be funny. So welcome to Books with Bastards. This is Mallory. We're, I'm still here with Zach, Caleb, and Asa. And uh, I'm going to start it off by saying today for Drink Corner, it's every man for himself. Because this one, if I had come up with a cocktail for this, it would have been weird. It would have been dark. <laughs> like the only, the only appropriate cocktail I could come up with was just straight... Human blood. That's not funny at all. In my it's mind, not. In my mind. <laughs> and at I'm no not, point <laughs> in this book, that. that's about the humor level for the rest of the show today, guys. So we, most of us, well, most of us, when I say most, I say 50%, which is me and Zach start to drink before we even start talking about this book. Oh, yeah. So, this is the first uh, time I brought one on deck. I want to be <laughs> drunk before this one's over. All right, and so we are reviewing today Tender is the Flesh by Augustina Basterica, and this one is going to hit you. She's a good writer, and God, you know, God curse her for that. (laughs) I feel like you guys kind of stole Drink Corner from Caleb, and I feel bad about that. Caleb, you want to do drink corner? And I can tell no. he was disappointed. No. <laughs> still, like hey, maybe go through it. What is everybody drinking? I'd like though? to tell everyone what I have going on. It's uh, as far as I can tell, you have 
three Bud Lights, one in a Hawaii hot girl koozie, one in your natural koozie, and just, what is that, just another glass of champagne? Yeah, yeah just a full glass of champagne. Yeah, that's it's what we call a glass. Like, as, as if you've made it this far, you're aware we record significantly ahead of our release date. Uh, and uh, tonight we are celebrating the live release of our show. We are finally live. We have more listeners than are just people I've directly messaged this to, and it's it's going good. We're having fun. It's been a good week. Wild. We won over a librarian. We did. I'm really, if you're listening, if you make it to this episode, and I guess made it past the warning of this episode, I'm sorry, but thanks for joining us. Yeah, I was about to say, <laughs> we won over a librarian, and we're going to lose. I love how we're celebrating our episode after we're like, hey, don't listen to this episode. I'm not telling anybody not to awesome. listen. I'm just warming. I am. Is she not just in like the public service? Caleb, industry what are you and... drinking tonight? Oh, I have. I think I talked about these last times. I have a Smirnoff Ice Peach Lemonade. I have apparently only grabbed the peach while reaching into the box. Exclusively random. by random choices, grab the same flavor every time. It's a variety pack. It is what it is. Well, it's probably a row or two of the same, and then you haven't got through the first flavor yet. I, I, this is probably my third one. Yeah, you're correct. We'll drink it up because you're going to want it. I need it. No, I think I need to be the one here to keep things. You may need to go get us <laughs> and uh, Zach. a reserve one. Oh, yeah. I'm uh, I'm on a Huckleberry Pucker. I've already had a full glass of champagne. And then I have another Huckleberry Pucker on deck. Ace was kind enough to lead, uh, loan me his beer koozie. Pape Machinery. Oh, whoops. That was kind not of sponsored. A sponsored. <laughs> I guess I should also say uh, I've had a full glass of. Uh, Chardonnay as well. I mean, we were celebrating, but I'm I'm definitely aiming higher than Caleb for drinking on this one. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's champ. Is this not champagne? Champagne. That's what I meant. No, what are you rocking over? I don't drink, Asa. (laughs) Oh, I just have a little bit of white wine here. It looks like Red Mountain LeBlanc. I did just a full bottle. (laughs) Some wine. It's not a full bottle, unfortunately, but uh... it's been in the fridge for a while. It was half. It was full like half an hour ago. Mallory's about got that one. That's true. Gone. Nice work. Good job. I'm proud of you guys. Thank you. Okay. Okay. So let's start talking about this book. So we were talking about Tender is the Flesh by Augustina Besterica. All right. So this one, I'm going to say up front, not a poorly written book. No, I wish it was. (laughs) But traumatizing nonetheless. Like... I'm still upset. I read it yesterday. I read it, and every time I thought it couldn't get worse, it only got worse. And I tried to prepare Zach for that. Yeah, I was a little prepared. It wasn't, like, there's no amount of, like, prep we can give you. I put it, every bad thing that's happened in any book we've read up to this point, all of it's here, and it's all worse than that. Yes, and I will just say, like, this book is not going to be for everybody. I wouldn't say it was for me. It definitely wasn't for Zach. But I cannot speak to what book somebody, anybody in the general public would enjoy reading. So that is why we're going to talk about this book today. I'll say I hope that no one enjoys this book. I hope that the lesson that the author wanted to impart makes it through but I don't. I hope that no one enjoys it. I think there. Well, someone just will a, probably. Someone probably enjoys it. It's a <laughs> I'm so afraid of that. that. Maybe you're just like, holy shit! Wow, I never like. It's something where yeah. you think like, maybe I never thought about it that way, or you know, just. Yeah, there, there's like definitely that. a lot of interesting lessons you can take from it. It's a bad time. 
So it gets oh, you yeah. thinking outside the box. It reminds me, you know what it's like, now that I think about it, uh, in Driver's Ed, did you ever have to watch those, like, death car crash videos? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, that's what this is, but on a way well, darker scale. It's terrible. That video there's wasn't nothing, that bad. There's nothing great about this. There's, no, my, there's no silver lining. On my first day at work, Asa made me watch a bunch of YouTube videos of buildings exploding. So, well, I mean, Caleb, yes. That's supposed to make you... That's relevant. Work. To the job. Yes, that's I'm. That's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm including this. Oh, also, can we mention that this was an Asa book? Oh yeah, Asa chose this for us. He didn't get me last time with Charles Wheeler like he hoped. He got me today. Hard. <laughs> I didn't I'm even, very unhappy. I didn't I'm even extremely read, mad. I didn't really even know what this book was. I just picked it based based on the title. Only. I think Asa was really hoping for and sex. We're, we were aiming yeah. for spooky because tomorrow is October 1st, and I think we got... It's not spooky. For us. Yeah, maybe we might actually... It's scary. I was thinking... I guess uh, you give me for us, maybe, October 1st is yeah. tomorrow. <laughs> you guys are going to get this in, like, December. We can't at the keep earliest. dating these episodes this hard. Sure we can. Uh, I was actually thinking maybe we record an episode out of order specifically for... Halloween, as we will air, I believe, on Halloween. This one. <laughs> I've got stuff to do on Halloween. Definitely not. Like working? We're both working? Uh, gotta get some candy. <laughs> I got a costume <laughs> that I gotta get, and I'm going out. So please say the word costume again. Costume. Okay. What costume Did are you gonna wear? What costume are you gonna wear? Why are you picking on the you way get a I costume? Said costume? Actually, I don't have one. It's of literally it. all I have. I can't make I'm fun of this book. Of, I was thinking about being an astronaut. <laughs> have you even looked at one page yet, Caleb? Yeah, I did. I have read a few of them, yeah. How's it going? How you doing on the inside? Uh, you know, I haven't found the, the particular scenes. Caleb, I'm wondering if maybe you could hold off a bit. Well, I'm no. looking at the inside of the book. All right, all right. <laughs> okay, so let's bring it around. All right, so I'm going to launch this book yeah. off here. So, where we are is somewhere in Latin America, which I'm guessing is Argentina, just based on where the author is from. But it is most certainly a Latin American country. Um, a lot of the people speak Spanish here, but the book is written in English. It's, it's been translated. There's yeah. actually, uh, I believe on the back it mentions a translator. Okay. Uh, Sarah Moses did the translator for Perfect. us. Perfect. Nice, look at that. So, Again, uh, they do mention in the book that, like, this person is speaking in Spanish and English to demonstrate that they've been educated. And so I don't know how the book was originally written, but here we are. And I think it most definitely takes place somewhere in South America. I, I think it's in Brazil. Uh, uh, no, because they don't be. They oh, don't no, the guy Spanish. is from Brazil. That's they don't what they, speak Spanish. Yeah, you're, you're right. I remember, one of the characters is from Brazil. Yes, but he speaks um, English and Spanish. But that's one of the. Uh, yeah, Brazil and Germany are the only countries mentioned, but they're from out of country. Yes. Yeah. I, I know we said the title of the book. Did we say who the author was? Yeah, yeah Augustina yeah. Vesterica. Cool. I wanted to make sure we did say that. Yes. Again, talented writer, and I curse her for it every minute of the last day. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so when we start this book, um, there has been a disease, apparently, that has ravaged all of the uh, cattle, all of the livestock that people would normally eat for meat. And so, as we learn, there has been a, quote, transition where uh, people have started eating other people. So chickens this, are gone too, right? Everything. All Any the, animal, they have tried to kill every animal yeah, as far as they could. They have yeah, killed every livestock animal. They've gone to the zoos. They've killed everything. Yeah, they, they send they out hunters. carry umbrellas because they can't kill all the birds. Yeah. 
It's just not, there's no efficient way to get rid of the birds. So that's like the one, and and they never mention fish. So I'm just assuming people don't go in the water anymore. Yeah, it's probably, it's that simple. Just don't go in the ocean. Because there's nothing you could do to kill all the fish on the planet. It would not for sure kill everyone else. Yes. But we learn uh, that there are a number of people who believe that the government is lying, and that is almost assuredly correct. It does sound like this. It was a, it was, it was a hoax perpetrated by a a bunch of either capitalists or politicians who just really wanted to crack down on overpopulation by killing and eating everyone, which was apparently the solution they came to. Uh, That seems accurate. It's (laughs) so bad. It gets so much worse than Uh, this. So, yes, so there was apparently this disease that took over and uh, they couldn't eat meat anymore. And eventually they legalized eating people or cannibalism. So, is it? Oh, no, not, they're not allowed to call it cannibalism. It oh, is specifically, of, you eat special meat. You are not allowed to call it but cannibalism. But I'm calling it what it is. Yeah. It's cannibalism. In their the universe. Book, they refer to it as eating special meat. They have done everything they can to pretend that you are not eating people. Why not be a vegetarian? No, they actually, so they cover this. They did mention, they said, like, there they, was they, a conspiracy that maybe the vegans caused all this, and I was like, that was zero to 60? Yeah. That's fucking they, they, uh, He also <laughs> says he's like, they put out all these videos saying that, like, vegetables weren't going to be, it would never be enough. You'd always get sick. It was basically, like, there whoever wanted you to that eat. There came out and said that was okay, but then there'd be another specialist that came out and said well, that's not okay. Yeah, well, and the specialist who came out and said that was okay mysteriously disappeared the next day. Well, that's what they're doing now with well, all this meat's bad so for you. So what's wild is that most, most bodybuilders are vegetarians because meat is an inflammatory <clears throat> substance. So when you eat that, like, there's inflammation in your body. So a lot of people that, like, lift weights, like, a, a shit ton, like, don't, like, they don't eat meat because it causes inflammation. It's not good not for your that. body. I also don't drink water when they go on stage so that they're dehydrated, yeah. So that's they not, look buff. That's different. Buff. This that's, is like, you can't long-term so not have, drink so water. Oh, well, no, I'm just, yeah, I'm also just But, I mean, like, eating meat, like that, like, a lot of people don't eat meat, and they live a long life. Like, it's not a death sentence. Yeah, I have several friends who are vegetarian. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. not the end of the world. Like, there's other protein sources. I mean, like me personally, I'd rather eat a person, but that's just me. Oh my god! I oh, gotta get it Caleb, started. We're going Caleb into it. Caleb might be right on fucking board with this. What book. is a human <laughs> if not a living candy bar? Oh, god, God, curse the splendid city and that dream of his. Zach, I wish you had chosen oh. to step out because you'd be missing all these gems right now. <laughs> oh man. No, okay. no, no. So, uh, so we're back here. So yes, um, so we're gonna now, see this through. People are eating special meat. So this has been legalized, which is cannibalism. And uh, now, uh, like, without going into too much, well, I'm going to go into a little bit of detail, but not too much. But, yes, they have legalized essentially breeding humans to eat them. This so, so bad. we're looking at how do you breed cows? That is how they breed humans now. So let me tell you how this happened. So they yeah, do, explain this just slightly. They don't allow them to actually physically have sex. So yeah. it sounds like what they do is they inseminate the woman. Yep. She has the children. Mm-hmm. But what they do it's, so it's that so people much worse. so they cut their vocal cords out, 
when they're young, so they can never scream, they can never talk, they never yep. teach them anything. All of them, I'm, right? I'm tracking this. Or just yes, the all of them. No, and all I'm going to say okay. this right now. If I laugh, it's because I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. And I'm uh, an uncomfortable laugher. And if I'm going to go off of what Mallory's said so far, she's absolutely holding back. Everything she described is so much worse. I'm going to go into it a little bit more right now, which is why I'm saying Oh, what I no. <laughs> so, I, I'm in a similar boat as Mallory. I will make jokes. I'm going to do everything is, I can to ease the tension. This is the world, though, which is where we are breeding humans to kill them and eat them. Yeah, no, this I'm tracking everything you're saying. Okay. Yeah, you know, if people so, drink with us to listen, this isn't a Bud Light smoothie episode or a White Claw like I've suggested in the past. This is a shot of whiskey. I want everyone in the <laughs> audience to know that just sort of, because you can't see it, and I don't think... Mallory does it on purpose, necessarily, but we're across from each other in the room. She will look at me specifically when describing the book, <laughs> so I'm making full eye contact as she goes through yeah, this, which we, is... We learned in the last episode there is a line Caleb isn't comfortable with about hearing about. We're going to cross it sometimes. Yeah, I'm going to make a... I will, like I said, I was, I'll make jokes about anything, this little cannibalism, whatever. It's an act up here, guys. I'm, uh, I'm really going to try to give warnings ahead of time, but sometimes I'm not the best at remembering. I'll, I'll, I'm going to try, because I'm not really pitching into I much plot-wise. We're, we're we gonna, need a crossing I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and I'm going to try and be here to just... I'm going to be the bumpers on this bowling alley. Okay. I'm all right. Up. That's enough explanation. Just get into it. All okay. right. It's so, a lot. Goddamn, so We warned them a lot this already. Is, uh, this is the lay of the land. We're in a world where cannibalism is accepted. Yes. That's where we are. Okay. Just... So this book does focus on one man named Marcos. Marcos Tejo. Okay, and this guy. Tejo? Yes. Nice. D-J-O. This guy, That's he a cool grew up, his name. father owned um, what sounds like a rendering facility for cows. So oh. he is very proficient in the slaughter business. Yep. And when this whole transition mm-hmm. took place, he was not okay with it. In fact, it drove his father kind of mad. His father now has dementia and he is in a facility. Mm. All right. But. He quickly figured out that if he wanted to pay to keep his father in the best facility, then he had to get a high-paying job, which was in a rendering facility of humans now. Yep. All which right. he does not love, but according to him, he's doing it because he needs to pay for this. And when we meet Marcos, he's kind of in a dark place. <clears throat> he is married to a woman named Cecilia, but they have recently lost a child who it sounds like died of SIDS. Yeah. So... It's kind of a dark place. His wife left him. She's currently living with his mother. His, or her mother, I apologize. But her mother will call him and be like, hey, Marcos, Cecilia's not ready to talk. Like, she's just still kind of processing this. He's also processing this. And he's kind of in his, we see the whole book through his perspective. Yes. And we never see it through anybody's perspective but Marcos. Yeah. And he is talking right. about how he has these great memories of his father, um, his mother, who his mother died. And his father was never quite the same, but his father was a really kind person. He taught him everything he knew. But then his father kind of started to lose his mind. He talks about the transition in that they used to have two dogs. And when this happened, he had to kill both of the dogs because everybody was killing all of the animals. And really, his only other option was to let them just go and they're... And they hope that people they didn't get caught and butchered. Yeah, so, so I will clarify just this is the one mercy in this book is they apparently would just sell shots on any corner store that you could 
euthanize your dog rather than, you know, any other method of normally putting down a dog. Yeah, I did read that. <sighs> and so, I mean, like, there is no animals left. And like I said, except for the birds. Like, there's... And, yeah, and they, I'm assuming the fish... They routinely see. talk about the eerie silence in the world with the absence of animals. Like, the, there's no birds chirping, there's yeah. no bugs in the background, there's just... So he works at a rendering plant, essentially, which he does not love. And he, he's one of, he's like the right-hand man. It's literally what he's he He's the number two of as. the whole plant. Yeah. He knows how the whole thing works. He goes to other facilities that supply them with head, is what they call it, which is the humans. I believe that's also how cattle are, like how, however many head of cattle. Yeah. Yes, so, that's true. I'm going to take it in my mind. <clears throat> this is a funny blowjob joke. Ha-ha. <laughs> Okay, oh my well, God. it's not. <laughs> <laughs> but good on you, Caleb. Thank you. Okay, yeah. What I'm here so, for. Uh, so we learn, like, kind of when we first meet Marcos, he's at a plant that provides them with head, as you want to call that. But how they kind of, you know, how they separate them, how they treat them, and you see that... They're all raised separately in their own little cages. This is where they learn that they don't have vocal cords. Yep. And that there is usually one male that will mount the others, but that's not what they use them for. They artificially inseminate the women normally. And then we also see that if a woman, and this was one of the most devastating parts for me in part one, was that, and this is another bummer alert, so please stop Ew. listening if you don't want to hear something terrible right now. For pregnant women, they he looks into the window because they can view everything, and the pregnant woman is laying on a table, no arms or no legs. Because this is absolutely had, the part that haunts me still. If they had arms or legs, they would find a way to kill their fetus because they would not want them born into this. I did read that. Is this is absolutely the worst part for me? I was That's just like, fucked. "Holy shit!" And this was like within the first fifty pages. Th- yeah, this th- this is within the first ten. Yeah, like it part was, two is on page nine. It was terrible. It's so fucking bad. I can yes. do numbers. And I was just like, "Holy shit!" Because they said when they used to have like pregnant women, they would like bang their bellies into the bars of the cage that they were raised in. Because even like it's, even the most basic animal knows. Yeah, it's terrible to say, but those mothers were well, right. And I mean, at the end of the yes. day, yes, they, they, they keep totally they keep work. calling them cattle, but at the end of the day, they're still people. And they have they brains. S- yeah, like even the most like neglected child in the wild still learns at the rate a human does. There's still things instinctively that you learn. Yes. So, anyways, wow. that was kind of my big takeaway from that is like there is like no end of terrible cruelty that he sees here as we're going through this part of the book. But that part to me was like, holy shit. That that was the part that, that made was me like the just want to stop right now. It, right now. It, like on page, I think, 11, I'm just like, I could stop now, never pick up this book again and be totally fine. Yeah. I don't know. So, I don't think if I could. I didn't stop and I'm not fine. So, moving on. So, he goes through, and the whole time he's talking, he's like the, you know, the guy that runs this fucking facility, he's gross, (laughs) I hate him, I can't stand him. He has the fucking heads of, like, people he's killed on the, like, behind his chair. It's like Like how you... Like trophy humans? Like how you would have, like, a a deer. Trophy heads. Yeah. Yeah. They have people. Stuffed. So... 
anyways, there's just there's a lot of red flags here. Well, not red. I guess red flags. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go crimson. ahead. The, I had a thought when They're I was crimson coming flags. over to describe this. Every chapter of this book is a separate horror movie. Yes. All right. I have a I have a question, real quick. Yeah. If you walked into someone's office, would you rather see a human head mounted on the wall like a deer, or a human skin rug like a bear skin rug? Which would you rather prefer? Oh. Uh, that's a pretty tough one. I don't one. even think I could make a choice. I got the choice, actually. There's something about, like, I can live with the head for some reason. There's something about the effort it takes to fully. I was going to say the rug, because I don't want to see their eyes looking at me. No, Have you ever seen it, a bearskin rug? Ever, they, they leave the head in the with the, the eyes. They leave the head in there. Yeah, it takes a lot more effort to make the rug. I agree with Zach. Like, I'm not okay with any of this. And let me say... Also, I don't want to walk on the corpse. I've never, I'm not an animal cruelty person, and I literally think I might have become a vegetarian after reading this book. <laughs> so, yeah, I, so we had burgers last, no, I'm just Mallory kidding. brings this up now, and I guess this isn't necessarily the place to bring it up, but I, the book is ultimately a metaphor for how we treat actual cattle that we, uh, you know, slaughter and process mm. for our hamburgers and various types of meat. Yep. This book is so hardcore. I never got that to the, the metaphor. I'm yeah. Not really sure, but, but yeah, th- this book's so hardcore. Like, I don't even hate meat. I'm just like, I haven't eaten just at all. Now. This, I haven't eaten since I finished the book. So what Mallory just <laughs> said about becoming vegan makes a lot of sense now. Whatever, vegetarian. That's what I meant. <laughs> Yeah, you know. were fairly adamant about not putting any meat in the goddamn spaghetti sauce last night. And I was like, what the F? We always put meat in there, whether it's turkey meat. Yeah, no, I feel like this, is, this is an awkward time to tell you this, but I think I'm done with meat. <laughs> I'm going to keep going. <laughs> I don't, I don't hate meat. Believe I'm just... me, by the time we end up, we're like, we stop this, you might be on the same page. I will say that I enjoyed the spaghetti and the sauce just fine with no meat. So, so there I mean, you go. It can be done. I've made my stance clear. I'll be the asshole. I don't no, have I, to have I mean, it. Okay. So, but. moving on. So, he goes through this plant. He witnesses this. Uh, and I might be, like, skipping a few parts here, and I feel like I'm okay with that. Hey, I'm fine. But yep. we do know in this time that, uh, yes, his wife did indeed leave him, that he is getting a random call here and there. When he gets home one night, because he does travel a lot for work. Actually, uh, you know, I'm going to backtrack. Zach, you cut that part. Okay, so <laughs> he goes to work. <laughs> He goes to work, so he has his own plant that he works at. His boss is kind of, it sounds like, a little bit antisocial. Like, he's a very good he, businessman, but he's not good with the people. Yeah, and he's so saying he's extremely good Marcos, with numbers and never wants to see a human yes, being. And so Marcos is his person, who is, like, good with the people. Like, the people respect him. He can go talk to them. He can discipline them. Like, they respect Marcos. And he can just rely on Marcos to do this stuff for him. So Marcos comes to work. And it's very clear, like, Marcos shows up for work at the plant. He stops. He has a cigarette outside his truck each day because he's, he's, like, trying to build up the fucking nerve to go into this place because it is so... It sounds, like, truly disgusting. Yeah, it's, oh, absolutely. it's devastating. Like, yeah, he's just like, I need terrible. to, like, fucking come to terms with, I'm going to work right now, and I'm walking into this plant, and I work at a human rendering plant. So here we go. I mean, so he goes in, not and human. Uh, there's a uh, there's a nice secretary lady, and then he goes and talks to his boss, and his boss says, "Hey, we've got a t- like a couple of new guys downstairs. I need you to take them through the test, and I need you to get rid of one of them." So he has these two guys. He's looking at them and starts taking them through the tour of the facility. And yeah, so we that's... start. Uh, 
they go through the people. I'm going to try to kind of cut through this the best that I can. Ooh, cut this yeah. the best that I can. So, he's here with these two guys, and the end goal is he's going to hire one of them. So, the basic process is he shows them through what happens when they render a person and kind of chooses who they hire from there. So oh, yeah. I guess, uh, bummer warning, this is all bad. Yeah, the, all, all of this is a bummer warning, but we're going to try to extend the bummer warning when it's going to get worse. And it's going to get He's worse. Go, we're going through the process. Yes. Yeah. So I'm this here is for a it. processing plant. So they are showing up, and he takes the, the two gentlemen through this, where they have the people in cages, because they keep them, all the males and females separate. They never commingle. And of course not. Here they are. Uh, and Me. then you see that they pick one, and they take them and walk them through. And I'm going to kind of shore this up as best as I can, as best as I recall, because this is what my memory is allowing me to remember. And it's probably, I don't know, not the best, not the worst. I don't know. It's probably my brain protecting me. <laughs> but uh, so they take this, Repressing this a little. <laughs> particular female and there is, I do you remember the term for the person that knocks the stunner? The stunner. So they call this a stunner. And there's a guy that's particularly good at this. Sergio. Yes. And they take them into a very small area. They put a little noose, is what it sounds like, around their neck to kind of keep them still. And he kind of rubs their head. He says something real nice to them. They have a mark on their forehead because they're all branded like cattle. And he yeah. fucking hits them on the head. With a club, right? And they, the... we learned that there is a way to hit them on the head because if you hit them too hard, they're dead and the meat is not tender. And if you don't hit them hard enough, they go in and they're killed while they're awake and they're stressed and the meat is not tender. So he knows how to hit them just right. And then they're strung up on their feet. They're taken into the next part. Their throat is slit. Uh, so the blood can be drained, yeah. All right. And then they're taken and they're further broken down. Which is essentially that they are just cut apart into I thank pieces. God that the only part of this that I could specifically remember was the de-herring process. Because he describes it as a weird dance that scares him to this oh, day. Oh yeah, they run him through like this like spinner thing to cut, like get all the hair off of them. He describes it as a horrifying dance that horrifies him uh, even to this day. I just read something. I Sounds like, like a combina- little bit of a combination well, you look of like what you're in the right range. Caleb, do you to need to share? Yes. Yeah, I guess I'll, I'll share what I just... Okay, I'm going to bummer warning, but I don't know what Caleb read because he's just in a part of the book, but bummer you, warning. You should. Uh, he's not far in. It's I'm not, but we're not far in. Uh, so anyways, the part I just found, he's talking to someone... Uh, but he's had a vasectomy, so we can't impregnate her. We've got to have genetic oh, control. Oh, Mallory actually mentioned this. Yeah, the, the dude, he's talking about mounting. It says he's, yeah, basically, we have a stud who mounts the female, so she's more willing to be inseminated, but he's had a vasectomy, so they could control. They use him to with. identify females who are ready to be inseminated. Which is weird to me, because, like, we, like female women don't have a mating period. But it's like they're trying to identify one, they're, which is like a point in their just, cycle. I think they're yeah, they're just trying to get the ovulation period. Yeah, which is like you could do that much easier. So much easier, absolutely. But this but is then how it's going. You'd have to treat them like people. That is true. Yeah, and that's so, illegal. Yeah, 
God, so, I, um, just good I hate record. that I understand so everything that's being said. So during this point, we do hear that at the plant there was a person in security who was fired. And I'm going to say this once. At three points during this book, I think three, maybe more, maybe, I think at least three. There's three significant parts that I remember. I'm going to say there is three parts where it is reported somebody rapes a woman to death. And I'm not going to oh, go into it any further. I only remember that one specifically. No, there's more but than one. There are many it. technical rapes. Yes. No, it's really bad. Are. But rapes to death, that is that is all I'm going That's to say. That's one of the worst lines I've read in a book in a long time. Yes. So. All right, yeah, let's continue. It's coming right on the heels of the so amputee part. this is part. something where they're like, well, we need to fire that guy. Clearly, you need to fire that guy. So. Moving on. I've mind wiped myself. We can continue the okay. book. I'm watching Caleb literally make hand motions to so, not hear us. As they go yeah, through this process, this a lot Marcos myself. is noticing that Good. one, of, I regret this also, one of the interviewees is like super excited about everything that's going on. Every time he sees like them hit on the head, there is somebody. He's like, oh, can I like, do that? Like, would I? when would I get to do that? What do they do about that? And he's like, Marcos can tell he's like, this person is way too excited about this. This person is, he's like, we've had these people before. Usually, usually we don't let them He's get like, in. yeah, anyone who enjoys this job can't be trusted to do it. And he talks about That's how they, they've had, like, employees yeah. who were really good at it, and they eventually lost their mind. Yeah, they just crack. It was never, like, they were never... We're not meant to kill people. Yeah, there's he references at one point, this is actually not a bummer warning. I mean, in the context of the book, it's all a bummer warning. But in this instance, he's talking about one of the guys who cuts up the parts with this buzzsaw or whatever. And he's super But he's really, really angry at uh, Marcos in particular because Marcos got his friend fired because his friend one day just eventually had too much, like had enough, went into the cages cut all of the cages open with the saws and like tried run. to get everyone to run. But they don't know like, anything. He had a burst of, he like he couldn't take it anymore, had a burst of humanity, and That's... they essentially just had him fired, caught everyone who escaped, and put him back in their cages. And they were, and like this guy, he's like now, he's like he looks at me with such anger, and he's like I'll worry about the day he doesn't look at me Yeah, is to say the day he doesn't worry, but like look at me with anger, he's dead inside, and I... You know, I need to be afraid. At least there's still some. He's not a person anymore. Yeah. I just so. want to point out, I'm not covering my ears for any of this. When Zach said I'm making hand motions, I'm I'm here. I'm present with anyone who's stuck through. I will be the audience as I have always been. I'm just waving my Caleb, hand. Caleb, I don't know if you are the audience or if you are like, I think Ace is the audience. I think you're like the weird demon on their shoulder. I'll be the person on your right shoulder telling you what's wrong. Yeah, you He's the nice guy tonight. Oh no. <laughs> I think if uh, this is the night, if it's the night, like of any nights. Yeah. I want you guys to know though, I do have an out. I'm currently talking to someone. So that's my out at the moment is having a nice conversation through this. <laughs> that's rude. You oh. can mix it up like that, but okay. <laughs> it's a good escape. That's wick- wicked rude. Wicked okay. rude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we got to get through the rest of the processing plan. So as these guys go, it only gets worse. So they're just seeing, like, first of all, these people getting hit on the head. Then they're throats. Then they're getting, like, fucking put through the de machine. 
Then they're getting chopped up into pieces. And we've got this one guy who is, like, eating it up. And then he realizes this guy has a phone on him. And he's like, security fucking failed. Like, he's, he takes his phone, he pulls it out, he throws it on the ground, stomps on it. He's like, if you ever reply to another plant, like, they're going to have your fucking name. They're going to know you're a sicko. And the other guy is barely holding it together. He's, like, almost throwing up. And he's like, this is the guy we're going to hire because this guy... As a soul? Yeah, I, it's so weird. I don't yeah. understand the motive. Here. I, I, I get he's, it. He's, uh, he's going to hate this. Job. One person. The, it's but the he, difference. They have very be- high turnover. It's a difference <laughs> between a person who's going to do the job and not be happy about it, and a difference in the other person who takes too much who, joy in it. They're not just going to enjoy it. They're going to abuse it. Yeah, they're going to torture people. He's going to be like that guard who got fired for that thing. I'm not going to talk about. Okay. I already talked about it, didn't we? We did. Yep. Okay. So, anyways, that happens. So, I'm going to pause here because this is his life. He hates these tours. Marcos hates this part of his life. It's miserable to him. He misses when he did this with his father, and it was cows. So, if we can go back in time a little bit. He comes home one night, and the guy from the uh, plant that supplies the head to them, he gets a delivery... And it is a woman. And it's just a very attractive woman from what we know. But she is a head. And she is tattooed with FGP. Uh, First generation pure. So, these are Uh, ones that have not been... They do not have any hormones injected into them. They don't have yeah, this is when we learned any antibiotics. Most of them are genetically modified to be grown to adulthood as fast as they can. So they're like those chickens that get really big, you know, no, the like meat really birds. fast. They're oh. like meat yeah. humans. FGPs uh, like are good meat normal grown um, humans. Yeah. So it's just a regular old human, and he's like, she's pretty, and he's like, he does say, he's like, she's attractive, but he's, she's attractive in the way that I've seen attractive women go through the plant before. Being beautiful doesn't mean you taste good. Yeah. So he pretty much like gets Probably his gift and he calls the guy and he's like, what the fuck is this? And he's like, you can do whatever you want with her. You can slaughter her. You can sell her. She'll get a good price for you if you want that. She can like whatever you want. So he just chains her up in the barn. And uh, I don't like that. That was the best option given. He gives her some clean water. And well, you we learned that house, uh, you? having sex with any sort uh, of head is yeah. Illegal. Having any intimate contact with it will not. It's not just illegal. You will be sentenced to become head. And it's called enjoyment. Yeah, that having the enjoyment product. of the product will guarantee you get sent to a processing plant. So, this is very weird. You okay, bud? Yeah, no, I'm good. And the background of all of this is, you know, Marco's dealing with this woman being dropped off at his house. His wife has left him. His child has recently died. His father is in a home with dementia. And so. Yeah, this is his human contact. And then he also has a sister who lives in the city. And it is God, very explicitly her. stated that his sister is kind of a simpleton. She's a... When her two children, who are twins, are fucking simpletons. And they... he Like, she'll force him to go visit her every few months. Like, we need to put on this charade that we're brother and sister. Even though she never goes to visit their yeah, father. Yeah, everything for her is for show. Exactly. 
It's all to be like, I'm a good sister. I am a good daughter. Even though she's neither of those things. Yeah. And so he goes over there and she's kind of laying it on that she wants to start buying head or people of her own. And she would like him to get her a good price. And he's like, no. I'm just going to duck out of this right now. Hard. <laughs> That's so weird. No. Right? Yeah. It's fucking weird, Caleb. Don't ever ask. It's so fucked up that Marcos is the best character in this book. No. No, technically maybe Celia. Who knows? No. No, 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 no. I said best, not good. There's no good. There's no good character. Jasmine was the best character. No, that's not true. Jagger was the best character. Yes. Okay, we'll get to that. So uh, uh, we learned that Marcos kind of deals with his anguish by stopping at the abandoned zoo, which his father used to take him to when he was a child. And they would go look at the birds, and one day he drives by the zoo, he stops, he gets out, and he finds, like, these little puppies. Because people have said, like, there are animals that survived, we just couldn't catch them and kill them. And there's these little puppies, and he's like, oh my god, and he finds this, like, litter of pups, and he names all of them, and he's like, they're so cute. And he, like, leaves and finds a way to, like, leave them in their their section without letting them Yeah, without getting mauled by the wild dogs that are guarding them. So he gets out, he leaves, and then later... Bummer warning. This was... Okay, and I'm going to say right much. now, I... To me, the biggest bummer warning is, like, shit happening to animals. I can't handle Once this. there were wolves, was this, really hard. This, this is so much worse. This broke my heart, and let me tell you, this is not the worst part of this book somehow. But he comes back and finds that there is a bunch of teenagers... I'm not going to go into detail, but they're killing the puppies. I can, yeah, all right. They kill the puppies. Yeah, well, yeah. And he doesn't do anything to stop it. No. And this is the point where I was like, Marcos, can you stop being such a little bitch? But, okay. So, this is not the worst part of the book for me, personally. It, I, when I read it, I thought it was the worst part. It's not. Okay, so moving on. Yeah. We continue. So we kind of uh, get a get into a chapter, and it turns out Jasmine is eight months pregnant. Fuck God. Jasmine so, is his human captive. In the interest of context, yeah, he comes back after meeting the like his argument with his sister, cleans her up, and then just is like, I shouldn't do this. I'm gonna do this, and then it cuts to eight months pregnant. And you're like, This is what. Oh, I Oh, good. So the rips back. <laughs> What I first, like, kind of was like, Marcos, what the hell is wrong with you? Is when, like, he's talking about how he has this human, and he's like, she smells, but she smells like jasmine. She smells wild. She doesn't smell like what I I assume is, like, chemically clean. He's like, oh, it's so nice. And so he calls her jasmine, which is the human he's I'm going to go ahead and say the part where I knew that Marcos was a bad person. Not just scared. Well, that, yes, that was the first heads up that he was... Just not a good person. The second one, the one that made it the, like, worse for me is later when he's talking about her, like, playing with fire. Like, literally, like, he's showing her how to make tea and stuff like that. Not teaching her, just showing her that he's doing it and that she can drink. If she keeps playing with fire, he's, like, as if she could learn. Like, in, in, that immediately tipped off a flag me. He's, like, he doesn't think she's a person. Well, okay, so, like, the first thing is when he first, like, has intercourse, I'm going to call it intercourse to be nice, but he's one, like, she's still in the barn, and he's like, I know it's wrong, 
but I he like chose to enjoy her. And what kills me is I'm like, this was rape because they literally raised these people to not have a voice, to not have a mind. Yeah. They don't know what's going on. I mean, he might as well have been having sex with a child. Well, it it's all rape. Like I that was it's my thought rape. with like yeah. the every iteration of this is it's all bad. Yeah. Every single step of this, it's all rape. That was the second they talked about it in the first chapter with the that scene. Nope. It yeah. was. I knew that this was going to be bad from top to bottom. And once he realizes she's pregnant, like, he keeps her in the house. He has a special room for her. But when he's not there, he ties her up. Well, yeah. Don't want to. Yeah. Can't chance she hurts the baby. Well, yeah. I, yeah, um, he's like, she might hurt the baby by smashing her belly against the wall. And I'm like, she would only do that if she thought it was in danger. Which, like, I, I guess, like, that should be built into her, apparently, at this point. But... Yeah, he's like, and she has cameras watching her all the time. He leaves a bucket in the corner that he empties every night. And you are, in the book, you're led to assume he's kind of a good guy because he feeds her the best feed. Yeah, well, he actually gives her human food once he brings her inside. Well, yeah. He lets but her out. But she's constantly thing. chained up. He gives her a TV, and once she yeah, learns he, not to be afraid of the TV, she'll sit in front of it for hours. Yeah, he but treats her like a like, person until it's not convenient shit. for him. Like, this what is, the fuck? Like... It's just crazy because even when he was still, like, going about his normal day, he's like, oh, well, I had to tie her up because I can't trust her when I'm not there. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, Jesus Christ, like, she's a person. Like, it's not. So not according is, to him. I don't or like, the law. I don't like hearing Arm. about this. And I see what you're, I see your point, obviously, because they are human. But in the, in like, the context, in the context of, the of law. this book. And what's going on here, he's treating her like a beef animal out of feedlot. Yeah. yeah. But you, you don't, don't tie them up. You don't have feel. You don't let them out of a fucking cage. Yeah, you don't let they're them out of a cage. They're not in a cage. They're not in a cage, but they're penned up all the time. They don't go out. They're not eating fresh green grass, like, ever. And you don't have feelings towards them. You don't name them. I agree they with They all have numbers. Okay, this is a good... So... Good, uh... Get in the context of the book, it. yes, correct. Asa is absolutely I mean, right. Asa so definitely like, brings the so right. Anyways, it's okay, knowledge. so I was not reading it. So it's kind of <laughs> fucking with my head because obviously these are people, but he's treating it yeah. like. Yeah, Asa is pointing he, out that he's, okay, so he's treating her like a cow. The conflict of and you can't have feelings about The conflict like, of conscience for him is that he's like, what we're doing is so wrong, but he's still treating her like this. That's what yeah. got me, is he's, like, so... He hasn't eaten he's, since his child died. Yeah, he's yeah, been skating the line between treating them like people and treating them like cattle, and as the book goes along, he keeps leaning towards cattle. Yeah. I mean, so, I'm not saying it's right the way they're treating so him. No, you're bringing his understanding. Just to clarify, I should continue the book. No, we get it. Like, so Marco's... <laughs> It's his job, but he keeps going. So uh, we see Marcos go to, um, God, it's a, what would you call it? It's, uh, they self-head to this place where they essentially do the uh, the most dangerous game. Oh, the game reserve. The game, it's a reserve. So they give them head. And here, let me get through this part. Because... Uh. So they, they give usually them ask. <laughs> 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 I can't believe Caleb didn't pick up on that. They usually He's broke ask already. for we like broke the him. strongest I'm here. men because they are essentially hunting people. Or no, hey, no, bummer warning. Bummer, 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 bummer warning. 
So they Jesus, usually we can't keep doing this. are yeah, sure we can. for the strongest men because they will put up the biggest resistance to being hunted, correct? Yes, yeah, that's more of a challenge. But or... what, they are, what they are asking for more now is pregnant women. Because they because fight harder. Because most women are very subservient, and they'll just give up, but a pregnant woman will fight to protect her child. So what a fucked oh, up... Man, what a fucked up sex is you, and then we're like, oh yeah, and then the pregnant woman will just murder you. Like, oh, great, cool. That's, so this oh, is a man. hot commodity as a pregnant woman. And then now we got a little twist on it. because But they, they leave also, the legs and arms on them, of course, this time, right? Because so, well, they got to be able to run. So, this, now we have also that if there is a celebrity who has found themselves in debt, mm. they will let a celebrity come be a like runner, I guess, or a prey. And yep. if they live for the period allotted, their debt is cleared. Okay. In like 20 minutes or something? No, three days. Oh. Yeah. Well, it varies depending on the day. Yeah. And uh, so this particular rock star was in his last, what, five hour, hours? Five hours. And then was killed. Ah. Uh. And so they eat him. And it's, it's weird, I guess, we haven't really concentrated on this, but how they serve the human is not like how they serve the meat, essentially. They'll serve a hand... Like, yeah, they treat everything like a devil. Well, I mean, like, there are some places that are like, yeah, we'll eat the head of a cow. We'll eat, like, and the, it's the head of a cow. Yeah, like any society who enjoys, like, fancifying meat, they do it with people, too. But this does bring us to an interesting topic that I, at least moves us away from the darkest parts of the series. Is uh, that because they normalized eating special meat, there's a bunch of people who, once they did it, couldn't draw the distinction between special meat... And people with a first and a last name. Uh, so there are groups called the scavengers of people who've gone totally feral and are constantly trying to hunt it's down. It's essentially homeless people. Yeah, hunting down human meat. Or uh, they're like uh, all people. Like if you love them, you have them cremated. Because if you have them buried, someone's going to dig them up and eat them. They go full Wendigo. But there's yeah. been like... There's yeah, everyone's a Wendigo. A scavenger, if you have a, if you have a head... That is somehow damaged, then they'll throw them out. Yeah, they'll scavenger. leave it out for the scavengers. And they just they, chop them up with the machete. Yeah, they know it'll disappear within hours. Yeah, that's cool. That's good. Is that great? Yeah. Caleb's really trying hard to cope over there. His you can't see his face, but he's not okay. It's there's cycling. A, there's a sadness in his eyes. No, you should have seen me while I was reading this, and I was like, I am reading this to get through this. This understands. I get everything that's I kept, happening. I counted every page. I counted how many pages, and I thank God that they included the title page under the page numbers, because that saved me two pages. <laughs> so, uh, yes, and, yeah. So, I'm going to keep moving along. I know I'm going a little bit out of order, but I'm just... In a weird way, this. we've covered over half the book, thank God. Yes. So, uh, so at this point, uh, Marcos knows that, obviously, Jasmine is pregnant, and he's, like, kind of excited. And you're kind of under the assumption that he's, like... Because he keeps saying, I wish Jasmine and I could just run away together. But she's branded on her forehead, so he can never take her out in public. Yes. So he's like, if this could never happen. Um, his father dies okay. in this nursing home. and uh, That's sad. He has a weird interaction with his sister. This part's so bad. his sister tries to... His sister never really had anything to do with her father. She never contributed. She never went to visit. 
But she insists on having a wake. Yes, she was like, we have to have a wake, essentially because she wants people to see how much she cares. And not just that, she She also wants to see how fancy she is, because she has actually gotten a hold of a head. She now has an FGP, and when she serves at the wake, a human arm. A new, exciting fad, apparently, called a thousand cuts. Like, at the, yes... And so he sees That's cool. this FGP without an arm. So you yeah. can assume they chopped off this person's arm. No, that, yeah, actually, no that makes sense. No aesthetic. I fully tracked that that is what, yeah. how that would go. And she's, he's like, she just looked at me with this sad look. And I'm like, I bet. I watched a, I, yeah, I watched a horror movie where they were eating people while they were still alive. They basically would lobotomize them. And then they just they take the... No lobotomies. I, I'm, I, I'm well aware. Yeah, see, all of those horror movies you watch take the kindness out of murder. No, there wasn't kindness in that one. That one had a, a terrible ending. Take the kindness of murder out. They didn't murder them. In the end of the movie, to spoil a movie, I'm not going to give the title. Whatever. Uh, the main characters get their <laughs> arms and legs chopped off. They're lobotomized. And then the guy of the couple is forced to make babies with the main uh, antagonist ch- okay, child. That's so dark. Also I agree. lobotomized and but arms again, and legs cut off. But again, that lobotomy is a kindness in the comparison of these stories. Oh, it's well aware that they do a bad job of it. They're actually still awake. You find that out. That's the point of a lobotomy. Yeah. yeah. Lobotomy yes. people aren't brain dead. They just can't feel anymore. No, these ones can't. They clearly do a bad job. Anyways, I went off topic here. Yeah, it's yeah, now I just fine. Have no Honestly, no, you didn't. <laughs> so Marco's sister know. has an FGP. She's cutting it apart slowly to impress people with tender meat. Fuck. Um, we now know, like Marco's fully thinks, like he's like every all of this is made up. Like none of this is true. The government has made all this up, but he's has no choice but to go along with it. He says like he would never do quo. this. Except for his dad requires this expensive nursing home, which now his father is dead. He doesn't require this expensive home. He flips out on everyone. So you think, like, wow, Marcos is finally free. He's going to fucking bail, right? He's going to get out of here. He's going to take Jasmine. He's going to leave this whole shit behind. That thought never crossed my mind. He gets a call from his work, and they're like, I'm so sorry. This is the worst day, but you have to get here right now. And when he gets there, the secretary is like, oh, my God, they've turned over a semi. So there was a shipment of head people coming into the plant, and the scavengers... Wow, Caleb, you okay? Yeah, this is cool. Okay. <laughs> it looked like that drink got you. It wasn't, it the, wasn't drink. the drink. Oh, okay. <laughs> so there was a shipment of people coming in. The scavengers somehow managed to take over the truck, push it over. Yep, all right, I'm And they're just chopping people up. I can imagine it. I'm seeing it in my head. And, like, the worst part of this to the secretary is that the driver of the truck had a family. Yeah, they caught that they also killed the driver, not just the head. She drew the line. Well, yeah, he was a person... There's the so there, there's because you know, we're closing in on the end. Thank God. You, know, you have uh, to draw a line, I guess. And I guess in the sake of clarity, because this is one of the parts that upset me the most, is there's a church of there's a church called the Church of Immolation that believes that oh, they God, should be sacrificed. I'm sorry, but it seemed minimal. <laughs> it, it's minimal, but I was really upset about one part. Like this isn't as disturbing as some of the other things. Thank God, uh, but. They're called the Church of Immolation, and they believe that, like, you know, they're trying to sacrifice themselves up for a greater cause, so they try to sacrifice themselves to be eaten. 
Okay. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, but so they go to this uh, rendering facility. Yep. And the they talk about it, and then he's like, "Okay, well, you know, I give them tra- He's like, "We wait until everyone's gone, and then we give them tranquilizer, so they're not aware of what's happening, and then we kill them, and because we process they get them like like anyone else, because yeah. everyone else freaks out." And he's like, "Because the first time it happened, it was a girl, and as soon as everyone left, she suddenly panicked." And screamed and started trying to escape. And I, I was like, why wouldn't you just let her escape? Yeah, She's a that's human. That's what I said. She had choice. Like, she was a quote unquote real person. And he still was like, knocked her out, processed her like everyone else. And I was like, why not just let her not right. die? I mean, but like, paperwork was already filled out at that point. I get but it. She, I, Fuck you. I it's mean, not easy to reverse that shit. Yeah, okay. you got it. So, let's cut back. You so, own that Yeah, sorry, there. that was a. So it's just they're an anecdote. like the scavengers are out on the highway with this semi. He goes in and he's like, okay, he's like, yeah, we need to take care of this. But okay, so I'm gonna hit pause here you because I did skip a major part, Do which is prior to this, he went to the lab. Do people which not? is the lab where he provides people so they get head, but they o- <laughs> the only joke in this so series so you have to let them have it yes well, so many head jokes that head, have gone by and we didn't laugh but they at. also provide oh, yeah it's always it's always nice it's to always, reciprocate it's always it's about give and take so Marcos give and take Marcos <laughs> like Kill me. he's like these are the strongest people these are the best people like these are the people the lab wants for the experiments she's performing this is the so strongest head right Lab. <laughs> he goes to the lab, and this is the the high. This is the strong Dr. Mangle, a part of the book, where uh, yes, uh, they're yeah. just performing experiments on people. Just to cool. see what I'm they not going to go into a lot of detail. They're just performing. Please do. Please get it. At this point, I was actually just skipping all the details. This is a if it wasn't of... a conversation, I didn't read it. I want one. I want one detail. I want one yeah. experiment. Find it yourself, oh, fuckface. So this is Go where they yourself. tested for new airbags. Learn they how would to put read, a Gila. cage on people's head, and they would fucking slam them in the head. And then she'd be like, this is how we're testing for new cars to see if they can withstand it. Okay. Or cool. they would take a mother yep. and their toddler, uh-huh. and they would drug the mother so she was unconscious and leave the toddler there just crying to see what would happen. Okay, thank you for the And what did happen? I wanted it. Well, that's Nothing. what he said. He's... He said, why would you do this if you know what's going to happen? This is not an experiment that has never been done before. Yeah, like did something new happen? And she was like, this, this doctor in particular was so fucking high on her horse and so obsessed with herself that this was She the was one mad time, that he wasn't congratulating her. This was her. the one time he was like not even saying like, oh, you're so great. He was actually asking questions. Yeah, because his dad had died and he didn't give a fuck anymore. And she was like, she didn't even know how to respond to it. Yeah, and she was not. like, she was like, I have the stupidest employees, and he was like, didn't you hire them? And she would be like, oh, oh my god, I can't believe you said. Which it's all true. Yeah. yeah so he did comment crash, specifically. She was a disgraced doctor who went too far right up until transition hit, and then she was suddenly renowned. These people are just. Which makes sense. Yeah, also, thank you, Mallory. I did really want to know at least one of those experiments. Thank you. Do you love that? No. I'm pretty happy. Oh, good. Yeah. Somehow, okay. again, still not the darkest part. So, wait, 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 he, Zach, like, Zach? when he came out of I'm that, Mine when Got he it. came out, he called his boss and was like, I'm never going back there. And his boss, we can talk, like, said, like, we can talk about this. And he was like, no, I'm either never going back there or I'm resigning right now. And, and his, his boss, boss is like, like, okay, cool, you can train somebody else. 
Yeah, he was like, no, you're never going. Like, that's how valuable Marcos is. Yeah, consider the conversation closed. You can train whoever you want. I'd say of that all the time. So then they call Marcos in for this situation on the highway. And Marcos, and this is when I kind of was like... It's clear. I had so much hope for Marcos. I was like... I'd given up. I know, like, he's... I've given up. Yeah, like, his father is dead. He's free. Right? He has no excuse anymore. He, But now he goes in, and they're like, how do we deal with this problem? Because how can we bring in shipment, and they're not going to do this every time? And so his solution, which is clever as hell, but I, dark I'll as give, shit, I'll give is him credit. we poison them. Yeah. We poison the head, so the next time they do it, they kill them, they eat them, they're poisoned. They'll die, and either they learn their lessons, or we call their numbers or enough that it's easier next time. Or we them oh, enough my. that they run. It's genius. No, actually, that makes, uh, <laughs> my, 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 my first thought was my that they God. were going to start capturing them off the street and start turning the scavengers into head. They wouldn't do that because that's not pure meat, Caleb. It's, no, yeah, it's not good shit. enough to be served. I mean, that's that's a goddamn fucking... Just... Tender is the flesh, Caleb. Did you read the title of the book? They're the highest that's quality so... producing facility... In but that's why you just country. sell, they have sell a lot you just sell the like, people. They don't do that. They're, they they're, 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 they're just a they're the rich body people. of fucking cube steak. <laughs> All right, Mallory. So, uh, you want to just wrap this up? That's <laughs> literally okay. a real life so, thing for some reason. So there's that. And then we learn also, I guess this is kind of backtracking, but I feel like it, it should be covered because it's just kind of relevant to the point of the book is that um, at uh, some point, I think it's at the funeral for or the wake for his father. He overhears a conversation where they're talking about how they're going to start exporting special meat from India and how this was always like never allowed. And, but now we see that exporting special meat is becoming capitalized. Yeah. So it's like capitalism is taking over. So it's kind of like a story on like this is how this happens. The like, normalization now we're of a tragedy. Exporting it, and now it's becoming like kind of a tragedy, travesty. The yeah, normalization yeah. of unending cruelty. Yes, and like, and now so he goes home. And then he sees that Jasmine is on the bed and her water is broke, but it's like a weird color and he knows that means something is wrong. So he calls his estranged wife, Cecilia, and he's like, she's a no nurse. questions, get over here right now. And she gets there and he's like, I need you to not pass judgment. I need you to help. And he brings her up there and she's like, what the fuck? And But she helps deliver this baby. And like, he takes the baby and he, he like looks at his wife and he says, this is our kid, if anyone asks. And then he like, he Jasmine is reaching for the baby and he goes and he sits behind Jasmine. He strokes her head like he always does to calm her. Slits her throat. And then he takes his club, fucking stuns her on the head. And drags her out to her the out. barn. And as he's dragging her out, Cecile's like, why would you do that? She could give us some more children. And he says... What was his last she had line? The, she had the human look. Dehumanized de- look, or the humanized she, look of a, Yeah, she had the human look of a domesticated animal. And he and he's like, as he took her out to the barn to slaughter her. Wow. Wow. And if you read the book, I will say, if you read the book, he Hold goes on, just into give a lot me, more just give detail us a about humanizing Jasmine. <sighs> and like how he taught her to watch TV. How he taught her to like tea. Can we get a second for quiet here? Just like a quiet moment. Let's just take a moment of silence. 
<sighs> All right, that's cool. Mallory, continue. All right, please go on. Yeah, I guess so. For those of you at home, I made the mind wipe motion. If I it was too much for Asa, it was too much for all of us. <laughs> so I'm good. Okay, so I like where are we well, at on time? The, the whole we're, time we're great. We're phenomenal. This is the fastest episode we've ever done. To be completely done. honest, Zach, I've been wondering for the last couple minutes, uh, maybe just a minute, if they're making like, are they making human? Are they making hot dogs still? Yeah. And like sausages and like no, the meat like, things we like eat now, say, or are you just when I say they were eating humans? Like, they were laying a human arm on the table, and they were like, human arm. So no more hot dogs or sausages. They probably like have that, that but they, they don't. That was for the poor people. The main character worked for the, like, Wagyu beef plant, not the, I don't the, want... uh, oh. yeah. If I was in here now, I would, I don't want I totally arm. passed over no, a part where I'll take he, the like, hot dog. was fucking a butcher. Oh, yeah. And it, the butcher, it's so like, not important. So weird. Please, but, like, she would care. sell, like, human ears or human arms, human feet. Like, they normalized all What's of that. What's supposed to do the fucking foot? How much meat's on a foot? Not much, but it's a delicacy. Is this book making uh, anyone else hungry or what? Uh, okay. Now, bring us home. I mean, okay, so... You got eight minutes to make this the shortest episode ever. I mean, that was the book. And it, essentially, so, I... Do, do we still have hot dogs? I struggled, no. Okay. But... To me, like this. <laughs> God damn it. Speaking for personal experience reading this book, I have not eaten meat since then. And I guess, like, when I, I read into this book and it was kind of like what it was is essentially Marcos treated this woman super kind, super nice, took care of her up until he didn't need her anymore, which is essentially how we treat livestock, right? We take care of them, we nurture them, we make sure they don't get ill, we give them antibiotics if we need to, up until we want to kill them. Yeah. Yep. And yep. then we eat them. Yeah. So that is what this was. I I want to read this quote on the back because it felt extremely accurate. Wonderfully translated, not for the faint of heart, more than just a critique on capitalism and how or on how capitalism and greed dehumanizes a society. Basterica digs a little deeper and shows how our unlimited capacity to adapt allows even those with a conscience to normalize the most horrible, outrageous, and awful of deeds. Yeah. So and God, like, if that is an accurate Marcos, shit. Through this whole book, was like our moral compass, right? Like he was, he struggled so hard that he quit eating meat, and, and I was just... like, wow. But he struggled with it only until his own tragedy had kind of in his own yeah, mind been until he found, Yeah, so we learn that there's two kinds of people in this society. There are those who learn to adapt and become monsters, or there are those like his father. They routinely comment that not about like 50% of the population either went insane, fully had like psychotic breaks, like in a different, like violent psychotic breaks, or killed themselves. Half of humanity just could not take this, which, thank God for that, I guess. The best and worst quality of humans is truly our ability to survive. Yeah. But the thing Maybe. is, is, like, we don't need that to survive. Yeah, at the That's end, a choice. it wasn't just survive. It's it not was survival. Real- All right, a lot of people view survival as not changing your way of life. And the easiest way to not change your way of life was to just keep eating meat and pretend where... So many people already eat meat and pretend they don't know where it comes from. 
so many people, this was not a change for them. I like you this, like, honestly, was kind of, like, me. I'm not a huge, like, I guess, like, I'm not, I wasn't, I'm a meat eater because we grew up eating meat, right? I grew so, up almost exclusively on meat and potatoes. And you guys grew and your fucking own, milk. like, you guys raised your meat, though, right? Yeah. Okay, so there's kind so of a So we're part difference. of the, we've, so we Asa it. and we Marco... Need. We may have been even worse because we named the beef cows that we then slaughtered. Okay, so I'm since I read this book, I'm not really eating meat anymore. <laughs> and I'm so tired. I'm so ready. Oh, Jesus. This is so fucking heartbreaking. This book? Yeah. Or are we watching Mitch right now? No, Mitch is oh. fine. This was not a good book. But hey guys. So that's a that's what I struggled with with Zach as and I was like, this is not a terrible I don't yeah, book. I again it's I'm not, gonna keep it's saying not it. content you I'm, want to read. Augustina Basterica is such a talented writer and I hate that this is what she wrote. <laughs> I I think she's written other things. I'm sure she has, but good on you. This yeah, is a great book. Augustina Basterica, you are an extremely talented writer. But man, did and you traumatize that fucked me? Up. I'm not good. Zach, Choose really? a different fucking topic I, next time, please. I fully, until the last <laughs> three minutes before we aired. Yeah, Zach was like, I'm not going to sit in on this. I didn't want to. What were you going to do? Not... Go home? Yes. Go to McDonald's, have a Big Mac? No, I was just going to go home. Burger? Not a Big Mac, but a burger of some kind. And, I mean, I don't <laughs> regret coming in. I'm glad I participated, but... This has actually been pretty exhausting. I am, as always, ever present. So and what I'm did here it, for this. okay? What did you think of the book, Caleb? What was your take? I see you're starting with me. I, yep, had a weirdly okay time here today. It's weird is it because that you Caleb made a weird mind wipe motion every couple of it's minutes? It's because I found a way to literally get through it. And here I am. Caleb has a weird, um, for all of you that can't see him, kind of a shit-eating grin on his face right now, and I don't know why. I cannot stop smiling. <laughs> it's fucking weird. It's, it's not, not normal, great. It's not a normal smile. And I can assure you this, I mean, and I hate to say it, I'm going to keep eating meat. My life hasn't, I feel changed. Like hasn't changed from this book. Read this fucking book. I don't feel well, comfortable in this you. room with Caleb don't right read now. It. I feel don't like read it. I... Caleb's holding his hand if up you like are he's a person about to be the stunner. Who this sounds like an <laughs> interesting thought experiment for, read it. If you're not a person who's ready for what we've just said, obviously don't read it. It I am a pretty open guy when it comes to the media I consume, and this was fucking hard. There is not a second book, right? No, God, I hope no. How would there fucking be a part two? Okay, so this is a part I wanted to discuss, and I guess discussing it with three males... Oh, God, I'm so sad this isn't going to be our shortest episode. I'm here. Discussing it with three males is probably not the best, like, place, but maybe somebody else is listening at this point. I don't know. So, I am not a maternal person, right? I don't have children. I don't really want children. But my question was, like, in the book, if you read it, I guess maybe I should have... Well, I was just trying to get through the book. But when you read the book, you learn that Marcos and his wife, Cecilia, they went through a bunch of infertility treatments, all this and that, even to get pregnant, and then their child dies after a few days. Of course. And I am wondering, why would you want to bring a child into that world so badly? 
Some people is just this want like kids. they've acclimated I think, so that it makes me think like he had already acclimated so hard. I think some that, people like, just want kids. It's just who they are. Yes, they I get that. But I'm thinking like All if right. he was like All you're right. bringing your child into a world where they're gonna eat people to to give no, no, the no. benefit they eat head. They just eat meat. Let's yeah. put it that. That's place. the line he keeps drawing. Yeah. There's a difference between them and us. But for him, it seemed different. But it's I guess just, it's maybe. Right. And then I, one day it maybe wasn't. Maybe that's where I was like, because he was okay with that. He wanted to do all that. And I guess maybe I should have seen it from the beginning that he was always going to be that person. To give the benefit of the doubt to a person who shouldn't have it, I am going to say that. Some people truly want to have kids so that they can raise them to promote a better future. And if everyone simply had kids for the purpose of giving them a better future than they, or a better life than they themselves had, the world would continuously get better. Can't and part of the current problem in the world is people say that their kids have it too easy, even though up until now, the goal has been making it easier for your children. Yes, to give benefit of the doubt. All right. Changing the world. I, where you're is the purpose of people. having kids. So now I, I, I get both of your points. I think it's you're both good. right. There's good, the realist and the optimist. And I'm just going to go ahead. I guess, yeah, Caleb and I are that. Okay, uh, next, you know what? I was pretty realist, though. I said he didn't deserve anything, as you yeah, said. I'm, I'm just going to gun right through it. I got I got one last little tidbit of paperwork we got to cover. Uh, next week, we are reading... Caleb's Choice from the library. We're going to libraries for books now. The Blood of Heaven by Bill Myers. Oh, Jesus Christ. You know what? It does sound better than this. I've read the back. It's not as bad as it sounds. And what what was the title one more time? The Blood of Heaven. The Blood of Heaven. Oh, fuck me sideways. Yeah, someone finds the DNA of Christ and then injects it into a serial killer. Ooh. It's... (gasps) Oh, oh my God. God! Is he just kneeling people to crucifixes? Maybe we're what? gonna we're gonna find out next Maybe. week. Mallory's excited. Caleb, but, if, right. if there's not people kneeling right. to crucifixes, I'm gonna. All right, guys. Okay. I'm gonna just, I'm gonna get us the fuck out of here by asking a really depressing next question. Week, uh, wait, who wants to uh, Who wants to make their noise first? Today, I need you to make your best cow noise. Why they didn't have vocal cords? Perfect. Asa. Well, you could still make a cow noise. They were head. You didn't. You weren't making a head noise. Asa. Um. Go to Caleb. You don't want me to make a head noise. I'll make well, a no. cow noise. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> I'm not. No. Oh, a cow. That's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Help me. <laughs> Who's your favorite character? The scavengers. They were right. God damn it.